0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man,
1: JC John Coleman. Dio, what is popping?
0: Woo, we end of the year Thank stuff.
1: God. How fast did this year go by, though? It, really it was did.
0: interesting. It went by quick, but then. Lay in bed last night. My wife was doing something on Facebook. God only knows what. Yeah. The best thing she does on Facebook is she posts and tags me because I'm not a big Facebook personal poster. Me neither. I get on Facebook every single day. I'm kind of like the creepy stalker guy. Creep. Yeah. Want to see what's going on. But I love the fact that because she posts about her vacation. She posts about her kids. I'm always like, yeah, tag me, tag me. By the way, Facebook currently in my professional state is not how you want to get a hold of Facebook
1: is my space now. In my opinion.
0: Uh, I still like it and I still promote it, especially for mortgage loan originators who are actively trying to build their brand and connect with their community. (laughs) The minute I quit producing loans full time and I just run my production team and I don't actually go out and be the face, I actually pulled off of Facebook and I pared it down to just my I actually know you type. Mm. Um, I use Instagram in linkedin the way i used to potentially use news facebook and i share that with the audience because i do get a lot of facebook friend requests and if we don't personally know each other yet i'm not going to accept it now if we personally know each other we've hung out and i'm you're someone that i'm like yeah i'm friends with them like they're a good person i'm going to accept it but i do get a lot of listeners who we haven't had a chance to connect yet it doesn't mean we're not going to mm. But we haven't. at this Sounds point. like
1: you need a fan page, bro.
0: So um, no, no. There's we <laughs> have Instagram. Go go to go to LinkedIn. First name Dustin, last name Owen. You know, go to at the loan officer podcast on Instagram. That's a great way to connect. And I do post some personal on IG. It's mostly clips from the show, right. or it's mostly things that are pro housing or pro mortgage or pro home ownership. But occasionally, like when we were out hiking a couple weeks ago, like yeah, I posted about us hiking um, because you. And Mark always remind me, hey, Dio, make sure you're doing, you know, some day in the life of not just some of the mortgage stuff. You're
1: becoming a star, bro. Just realize that. Um, I am one step
0: behind you through this I've, journey, John. No,
1: I've gone. I've become a star, lost all my fame, hit rock bottom, and <laughs> recovered, and here I am. <laughs> we, yeah. we, we get V2, yeah, John man yeah, oh, yeah, I right. love it. Right. Um. No, what episode is this? Do you know? This is, yes, 397.
0: 397, and it, I know you and I are working. It a, drops
1: next Friday.
0: Next. Well, next Friday. Yeah, before, just you and me. The 30th. Yeah. On the 30th.
1: Happy so, New Year.
0: Ooh. We are going to absolutely light the world on fire Um, with this episode, I I smoked a
1: bowl of really good kush right before we came up here, so I'm ready to listen, Professor.
0: All right. Well, uh, get ready because it's going to be fire. It's also going to be me doing something I've never done on a podcast episode. I'm going to read an article. You know who does this often? Jocko. I listen to Jocko's podcast every now and again. Mm -hmm. So Jocko, I love his book, Extreme Ownership. But he'll read excerpts from books, usually military books about battle and war, and he has this really deep voice. Nah, man, I'm more. I'm not gonna bust out that really deep voice, but I'm gonna read the article, okay? Because this article, a, um, lights a fire underneath my rear end, chaps your ass. It is something that I'm actually equally as passionate about. I'm gonna go on the record. I'm gonna state that, okay? And I can't believe it was written. I'm excited that it was written. And, uh, for many lenders, this is your wake up call. This is your shot across the bat. Yeah. This is a look, if it's being published, you gotta believe there's a lot more going on behind the scenes that you don't see. And behind the scenes could be the big bad wolf, the CFPB. Okay. Auditors, regulators, fines, and LOs. You are not immune, right? It's like the person who goes and commits tax fraud. And they're like, well, that's my CPA because she filed my return. No, you
1: dummy. You signed the papers. You're still at fault.
0: Yeah, you signed the papers. It's like, hey, y'all. And I'm not saying that I'm 100% for this article, 100% against this article. One of the guys that coaches with me, right, a T-Lopper, he sent this to me and said, Dio, have you seen this? And it's in Housing Wire. So we will get it posted on tloponline.com. So if you want access to this article, you can A, just... Log into your Housing Wire account if you have one. If you need one and you're a T LOP member, you get discounts. We have a, a hookup with Housing Wire, um, or we'll have it posted on T LOP online. You don't need a member to access what's in the news, just like you don't need a membership to um, sign up for our newsletter. So it, it'll be on T LOP online by the time that um, this episode drops. Okay. Mm-hmm. So kind of bear with me. It's a long ass article. I'm talking like. Like five, six That's going to be a lot. You know,
1: people get nervous when they get called on in class to read a paragraph or a sentence. You've got a whole article in your hands. Yeah, never done it before. Reading Rainbow, let's go. My eyes are glossing over.
0: Yes, and before we do so, we are two weeks out from a live TLOP event in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Y'all, make sure you register. It's going to be fire. I'm going to be there live and in person, coaching, teaching, training, getting everyone geared up for the year to come. It's a four-hour event. It's free because we have sponsors, and afterwards, because it's at a brewery, we're gonna have a couple of beers together. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. So Oklahoma, Kansas. What are some other surrounding states that are Tennessee? Close by? Tennessee. Yeah. Um, Texas. Uh, yeah. It's only it's only like a four or five-hour drive. Oklahoma. From, from Dallas. Did you already say that? Well, we're gonna be in Nebraska. Oklahoma. That's where Tulsa is. Nebraska. Yeah. Missouri. If you're within four to five hours, you had to drive your happy ass to come hang out with us. It's
1: the Akron Zips, by the way. Thank you, the YouTube commenter who corrected me. I knew it was Akron Zips. I just wanted to see if anybody would correct me. So, All
0: right. Well, shout out to that YouTube commenter. But yes, um, Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's a TLOP, sales mastermind for mortgage professionals. We're going to be in Oklahoma on January 11th. That's a Thursday. Okay. All right. We've got all the business out of out of the way. So the title of this article. By the way, this article was um, published on December 20th. Mm-hmm. The authors were James Kleiman and Flavia Ferian Nunez. Sounds good. All right. Loan officers are dramatically cutting their pay to win clients. It's often illegal. That was the title. And we are going to get started.
1: Yeah, make sure you send me this because I can interject some of this and do new editing for the end of the university so when you reference something, I can be like, oh, I can flash on the
0: screen. Ooh, are you gonna start doing that? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So hey, yeah. Yeah. yeah, y'all, y'all who are tuning in on Spotify, yeah, you want to see the article and yeah. and and, and uh, Apple. Yeah. yeah. If you want more, if you want a better experience, you got to go to YouTube and subscribe. Yeah. John Coleman's gonna do that for you in 2024, yeah. Yeah. starting with this. Yeah, All right, go. cool. All right. So here goes, John. Bear with me. And I'm probably going to stop and interject from time to time. Oh, I know. This
1: might be a three, four, five-hour endeavor. It's
0: not going to be. It's nope. my what you my goal say every is time. To, my goal is to be done in 28 minutes, wrapped up. <laughs> not with reading the article, but with the whole entire episode. With oh what's left. God. 28 more minutes. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. Challenge accepted. Sorry, Lucy. All right. Loan officers are dramatically cutting their pay-to-win deals. It's often illegal. That's the title. The subtitle. Manipulation of lead sources through pricing buckets is widespread, but there's no enforcement, critics say. The article uh, begins. It was late 2022 and Mike was feeling the pressure. Mortgage rates had climbed close to the 7% range and he was determined to remain competitive on pricing with rival loan officers in North Carolina. But there was a problem. Pricing exceptions in which the lender takes the hit were becoming scarce at his company. So he did what a lot of retail loan officers in the industry were doing. Mike would easily reclassify a self-generated lead as a corporate-generated lead, thus slashing his compensation from 125 basis points down to as low as 50 basis points, giving him a low enough rate to win the client and eventually close the deal. His manager and company bosses knew that he and other LOs were lying about where the lead source came from, he said. The lower comp rate stung. After Mike paid his loan officer assistant, he was clearing just 40 basis points. Still, it was better than nothing. After all, tens of thousands of loan officers had already exited the industry because they couldn't generate enough business. At this time, this is a quote, by the way. At this time, I didn't really think of it as an ethical issue, Mike, whose last name is being withheld for fear of retaliation told housing wire in an interview in late November, but it started to wear on me to where it was like, okay, I'm getting price shopped left and right. I'm feeling the pressure to cut my pay because when I do and my agent partners, they see that I do that and then they'll tell people they refer me, Hey, he can dig deeper if he really has to. I think I understand that understood that quote. I'm going to go back and possibly reread it. Cause I don't know if I fully understood it. The quote was from Mike, but it started to wear on me to where it was like, okay, I'm getting price shop left and right. I'm feeling the pressure to cut my pay because when I do it and my agent partners, it's almost like not written properly. Yeah. He didn't know it was a dumb quote. Okay. Well, it's a quote nonetheless. Let's <laughs> not bash right, right. Mike because Mike has stepped yeah, out to right. the, to the forefront. All right. All right. Um, but it sounds like when Mike starts doing this, Mike's winning loans, Mm -hmm. but Mike feels like he's doing something unethical, but his agent partners know he does it. So now he's winning more business, but he's doing more business by cutting his comp. Correct. And he's only cutting his comp because he's trying to win the loan. He's having to do so because of pricing pressures, but Mike's telling the authors, it wasn't really a branch lead. It was a lead that he generated himself. Mm -hmm. All right. That's how I paraphrase that. Mike continued quote unquote, well, doesn't that smack of bad faith if I'm not offering them my best price from jump? I would get people saying to me, I'm not going to go with you. I don't feel comfortable with you because you tried to get me to go for a higher pricing first and then only offered a better deal once I told you I had another offer. All right. Well, I mean, in general, it's kind of how sales works, right? Like I go to a car lot to buy my daughter a car. And they're like, hey, Mr. Owen, it's 12.5 out the door. I'm like, yeah, but the dealership down the road has the same car for eleven five out the door. I'll match it. Yeah. Or like, hey, would you do twelve? No, like that's kind of a simple negotiation. So although sales works that way and our world operates that way, in the car dealership world, you would still have to compensate the the uh, according to regulation. In the mortgage world, you have to you have to be able to compensate the loan officer the same. Regardless if they sold the car for twelve five or eleven five or thirteen thousand or twelve thousand. Um, so it's interesting for someone tuning in, like, that's what Mike's saying, that's what he's experiencing. Um, and you know, he looks like hey, he has a, a bit of a dilemma with this. All right, let's keep on going, keep on reading, trying to follow Mike's story. Mike said he left that lender in early 2023 as a result of what they call the bucket game and refuses to manipulate where lead sources are coming from at his current shop. It's a race to the bottom, he said, of the practice. That's kind of the industry right now, Mike. It's been a race to the bottom. Uh, That's why mortgage lenders... This is, by the way, DO commentary. That's why mortgage lenders haven't made money in six quarters going on seven, if not eight. It's a race to the bottom. Over the past two months... So the article continues. Over the past two months, Housing Wire has interviewed more than a dozen loan officers, mortgage executives, attorneys, and also reviewed several companies' loan officer contracts and text messages between recruiters and prospects to shed light on the growing issue of the bucket manipulation, which critics say distorts market pricing and could represent a violation of fair lending laws. It's known. It's unknown how many retail lenders are engaged in the practice of falsifying lead sources to lower loan officer pay. But industry practitioners say it's widespread and in most cases, reclassifying leads into different pricing buckets before they lock is not permitted, is not permitted by the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau's rules under Regulation Z. That's what this article is about, y'all. It's also unclear whether the CFPB is policing the practice. Housing Wire could find no record of enforcement actions taken, and the agency's audits are not public record. Okay, before we go, I got a little bit confused with Mike's quotes, but I 100% in following along what's going on in this article. Essentially, Mike, the loan officer who was quoted in this Housing Wire article, which I love Housing Wire. I'm a huge fan of their publication. Um, so just that, let that be known, whether that's good, bad, or indifferent, please know where I'm coming from. And um, I appreciate the fact that they did this article. Because as someone who recruits loan officers, right, I I onboard, I I, uh, support, I coach, I train loan originators. I get to talk to loan officers all throughout the country. I will tell you that I have talked to loan officers throughout the country, dozens of different companies that talk to me about their multiple commission buckets. That is happening. I will tell you all that. It is happening. And I can... I can tell you there's a right way to do things and I can hundred percent tell you that I'm confident there are people that hundred percent are doing exactly what Mike said was happening. So I'm gonna give you an example before I go on to read the article. The example of this would be if John Coleman is a loan officer at XYZ lender and at an XYZ lender, they say, John, if you go out and you bring in the loan yourself, I will pay you 150 basis points but John, if I supply you the lead, I'm only gonna pay you 50 basis points. Mm-hmm. That's legal, mm-hmm. right? John goes out, he works his network and his network refers him to someone, that someone ends up becoming a client, they do a loan with us, and the, and the lender gives John 150 basis points on that one one particular loan. But if the client, let's say, is referred by someone within the branch, maybe they're a past client, maybe they're calling in, maybe they need a refinance, So John didn't have to go out and bring the business in the door. The the client was already a client. John just needs to serve the client. It is 100% permissible for the lender to then only pay John 50 basis points. That is allowed. No different than John could make 150 basis points on loans he brings in the door himself. He could make 50 basis points on loans that his branch referred to him because maybe the person was already a client. And John could also make 75 basis points if the lead was a lead that the branch had bought, maybe through Zillow. Okay. Like that's where you can pay differently on based on lead source, but what this article is stating, and I can only imagine based on my conversations with mortgage lenders from coast to coast, Spokane to Washington, there are people who don't play by the rules and it may be happening at such an alarming rate. Hence the authors writing this article that John's going out and John's generating all of his own loans, meaning his company is not paying for Zillow leads for him. His branch manager is not referring him a client who just needs to be serviced. But what John does is when John brings in his leads, maybe it's five that week and he's trying to app lock and disclose three of them. Two of those three clients are very price sensitive. They are interest rate shopping the heck out of John and John doesn't want to lose the business (coughs) and he doesn't want to not collect a paycheck. So John claims to his manager, Hey, you know what manager don't pay me 150 basis points, pay me as if this was a loan that you referred me and take that extra money and use it to give this client a pricing discount. Because if I don't, I'm going to lose the loan. And 50 basis points is better than no basis points. Well, according to this article, and when I read on, maybe some of the attorneys that are being quoted, that very well could be a blatant violation of Reg Z, a blatant violation of loan officer compensation rules, right? John is not being an honest LO. John's branch manager is not being an honest branch manager because John raised his hand and said, I need you to... Pay me as if you referred this to me, although you didn't. And in return, I need you to be able to ex- approve this pricing exception. Because if we don't a- approve it, maybe this person is going to go to that discount online lender. Or maybe this person is going to go to their credit union. Okay, that's what's being claimed. That's what I believe when I try to read through this. Yeah, that mysterious makes sense. I pick, up, I, I pick up what you're putting Yeah, around. and that's kind of what Mike was talking about in mm-hmm. his quotes from this article. Mm -hmm. All right. So I'm going to continue reading down the article and I'll stop to break it down the way that we are. Um, And the whole purpose of today's episode is just to bring light of it. Like, look, this is current event. This is what is going on in our industry. Um, This may impact some people. It may be a total nothing burger for some people. Right. And the article claims and states one thing. But as they've already alluded to, there's really nothing going on at the CFPB that says that they're okay with this or that they're not okay with this. That like CFPB sitting back. One could assume if they're sitting back and doing nothing, maybe they don't care. Maybe they're okay with this practice, who knows? Or maybe this article is gonna shed massive light. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden, yeah, now this could be show. a wake up call to certain lenders. If you are doing the things that Mike claims that you're doing, that this article claims is being done, y'all may need to change
1: your because practice.
0: this article may be that, um, spark Mm -hmm. that spotlight that all of a sudden is going to gain the CFPB's attention. It's
1: like what the Eagles are doing with the Tush Push. Same exact shit. Wasn't a thing now, but it is maybe.
0: It wasn't a thing. Everyone starts doing it and then the NFL is going to come and rule. And the NFL may be like, hey, Tush Push is illegal. Or they could be like, oh, it's nothing. The difference between the NFL and the CFPB, if the NFL NFL comes back and says Tush Push is illegal, I like this analogy. Um, Tush Push is illegal. They don't then go and penalize all the teams that used it and take wins away and playoff wins away and super bowls away and find them hundreds of millions of dollars. If you're a mortgage company doing the tush push Mm. and you later find out the tush push is illegal, but you were doing it because everyone else was doing it. And that's how you're going to get competitive. Um, it's going to cost you possibly your ability to stay in business, your reputation, like real deal stuff. And you know, every lender has their attorneys and hopefully their attorneys have weighed in. And we have the Mortgage Bankers Association and the Mortgage Bankers Association, when I go and read the rest of this article, they're going to have their, their commentary that's going to be quoted in here. But John, I loved your analogy. Like that is essentially what is transpiring. And um, you know, my two cents, here's my two cents. Mm-hmm. You either go back to the way it was prior to Dodd-Frank because when you did that, consumers won. Loan officers made less money and consumers got better deals, period, end of story. I'll go to my grave feeling that strong. Or if we're going to have rules, then we have to follow the rules and enforce the rules. That's, if you ever want to know where does Dustin Owen stand, that's where I stand. I don't care which one. Like, let's go back to the way it was. Or if we're going to have rules, let's follow the rules and let's enforce the rules. So that it's an even playing field. Um, And not some teams are using the tush push and some people aren't. But if you can figure out the touch push, it's basically a guaranteed fourth and one. Mm -hmm. You're going to get the the fourth. You're going to get the first down or, you know, any goal line, you know, first and goal from the two, first and goal from the one. You're going to score that touchdown just for our non-football fans. It's like an unfair advantage the Eagles have figured out. Um, And I'll tell you one last thing. And this is kind of like because I don't want um, in case he's a listener. We don't know his last name, but um, it's a
1: pen name. It's a pseudonym. You think you of think course. his first name Mike. Is, isn't even Come Mike? Come on, Mike.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, even if Mike from North Carolina doesn't tune <laughs> yeah, in, right. I'll tell this to Mike. Like I would. I mean, I have, I have, I have talked to loan originators about you know making career changes. You know, cause I do that. I help loan officers find careers all throughout the country, right? Not, in fact, rarely for the company that I represent. Not that I don't represent a great company that I love and I think supports the hell out of LOs, but that's not what I do this for. Like this is brand agnostic. This is me helping shape the future of the mortgage industry. Um, but I, in these conversations, I a hundred percent have looked at what these LOs are looking for. And I'm like, that's your current comp plan. <laughs> like, like I look, I'm not the CFPB and I'm not the compliance police. I,
1: ain't I snitch don't on you. I can't match that.
0: I'm now. like, I don't know if that's, if that's doable. I don't yeah. know if that's allowed. You know, but like, hey, it's like I used to tell borrowers. I am not a CPA. I've played one on TV before, but I'm not a CPA. So I'm looking at your tax returns. And all I'm saying is you may need to have that looked at by someone else.
1: That math ain't mathin', bro.
0: That math ain't mathin'. (laughs) There you go. All righty. So let's let's keep rolling. So the um, article goes. It's called Now. It's like a new paragraph. It's Mm. a very lengthy article. Y'all should check it out at TLOP online or just go to Housing Wire and, and look for it. Uh, evolution of the LO comp rule. So we're going to get a little history lesson and I may choose to paraphrase. So that we can kind of get through this in the wake of the housing crash in 2008, the CFPB created new rules that reshaped how loan officers were compensated. The architects of the new rules wanted to prevent loan officers from taking advantage of borrowers, which was a common occurrence in the days leading up to the great recession common occurrence. It was Pareto's principle, right? It happened one out of five times. And I'd probably say closer to one out of eight times. But when it did happen, it was financially punitive to the people, the bad actors. The bad actors were, were um, forcing people into loan products that weren't the best product only because it paid the best commission. Okay. Uh, that's a, my two cents. Under, under an updated Regulation Z, lenders could no longer pay loan officers differently based on terms of loans other than the amount of credit extended, i.e. loan amount, In theory, this means loan officers provide the same service and pricing on loans, reducing the risk of steering. That is a fantastic thing. I don't make any more money if you do an FHA loan or a conventional loan, a VA loan or or an FHA loan. I get paid based on the loan amount. I love that about Dodd-Frank and the new LO compensation rules. Here's a quote. LOs also can't get paid on proxies, and they define proxies to be pretty straightforward some factor that correlates to terms over a significant number of transactions and the LOs have the ability to change that factor. That was Troy Garris' co-managing partner at Garris Horn LLP. But the CFPB did allow loan officers to be compensated differently based on lead sources, which do not fall under the category of terms or proxies and are neither a right or an obligation. For example, when an existing customer calls the lender's call center for a new mortgage or a refinance and the lender redirects the loan to the LO, the LO gets paid less because it was sourced from the company and it is less work for the LO, hence what I just probably discussed and shared with you guys about five minutes ago. So the article continues. How the bucket game works. Ellos, who spoke to Housing Wire, said managers often told them they wouldn't get pricing exceptions on deals, so if they wanted to gain an edge, it would have to come out of their pay. Three loan officers at three different retail lenders described it as a feature of their lender's business model. Interesting. The article continues with a quote. You feel out of a prospective client, oh, no, you feel out a prospective client during the initial conversation, get a sense of whether they know how everything works, if they've spoken to another lender, if they're going to shop you, right? This is a quote by the way. And you quote them the best possible rate you could give them that day, knowing that you'll put them in a bucket just before lock, said one Wisconsin-based LO. It doesn't really matter what you quote them in the initial conversation, as long as you can get it below competitors around lock time, either through a pricing exception or the bucket that was quote unquote. The article continues one producing one top producing California based loan officer said she was excited when a top 35 mortgage lender tried to recruit her with the promise of multiple pricing buckets. Having the buckets would provide her flexibility that her current lender didn't offer, she thought at the time. What the, insert recruiting company, told me explicitly was the loan originator, wait, I'm going to reread that, John, because I got, what the recruiting company told me explicitly was the originator, when they go to lock the loan, they check a box. It is self, branch, or corporate generated. And you only get to check one box, but it's the loan officers choosing not the branch, she said. So the loan originator is choosing not the branch that says, I'm going to give you a lead. And this is a, this is the comp for it, not the corporate advertisement or online group that says you're getting this lead from us. And here's how documentation. So it's basically a quote from a loan officer, basically saying that this is happening, right? It's interesting. I have a hard time sometimes reading the quotes because the course a, always makes sense. Because it, it's not about that, Dustin. It's about your
1: articulation when you read the word. It's how you go into it thinking it's going to be like how this is going to happen. And then you go back and read it again like, oh, how this is going to happen. It's just our word articulation. It's not your fault.
0: Okay. There we go. Um,
1: yeah. So she's basically just snitching on everybody saying like, my LOS software lets me go in and click a box to let me know where leads come from. And you all cut my comp. this this drug drug cartels do this all the time. That's how they undercut each other. It's interesting. I'm serious. it's exactly how it is. I
0: have not hung out with my local drug cartel in a while, John, to share their business But I'm saying, if you're undermining
1: somebody over there, it's like, hey, they're giving me this product for this much. He's like, nah, nah, I got this better product, and here we are. Yeah,
0: so because this, again, this was a quote from an unnamed source. They they called her a top-producing California-based loan officer, but she ended her quote with, it's the ultimate in legalized fraud because it's not true. So it sounds like she say, she's saying that she was trying to be recruited by a top 35 lender. Mm-hmm. And the recruiting company recruiting her was telling her that she can choose, whether it's true or not, it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. She can choose what bucket she wants to claim a particular loan was 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 generated oh. in terms of lead source. Gotcha. Makes sense to me. Okay. Um, The article continues, these days, many lenders have pricing buckets for corporate generated leads, branch leads, builder leads, marketing service agreement leads, internet leads from aggregators and more. And in and of itself, it's legal. And it is. I think I just stated that provided the lead really did come from the source and is diligently tracked by the lender. It's kind of like saying it's legal for me to have $10,000 in my car. It's not legal if I stole it from a bank. Damn it.
1: Those die packs get me every time.
0: <laughs> it's legal if I have $10,000 in my car. Yeah. It's not necessarily legal if I got it from my drug cartel. Damn it. Unmarked bills. I keep telling you all. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, article continues. And I'm probably going to find a place to to stop reading the article because it goes on and on and on. She kept going. This article been around since before my mother's born.
1: The Too short.
0: That's Snoop
1: Dogg. Maybe it's the way my you articulated goodness, it. Sorry, it man. may be the way I articulated <laughs> it. I only, you know I only do everything in my two uh, short no, voice. Just, sorry, sorry, All right.
0: Loan officers and mortgage executives interviewed by Housing Wire said some lenders justify the practice of manipulating the buckets by telling LOs it's legal and they've been audited by the CFPB, which has not found any wrongdoing. Several executives accused of the practice declined to comment on the record about pricing bucket manipulation, though they all said they track leads as required and are in full compliance of the law. Of course. So I like this. I like the fact that the article is doing its due diligence. It looks like proper investigative journalism, and they're trying to give both sides of it. Um, it goes on. I'm going gonna, gonna to try to find some good points that um I'm starting to ramble some good quotes they
1: had to hit a word quote they had to hit a word uh no, word they count didn't. they had to hit a word Th- there was number. the opposite
0: this article was so important they they did not throw on the constraints of word count jesus yeah it's a, it's a pretty um beefy beefy is a good one okay so um here let's let's find this quote from Stephen von Berg, an attorney at law firm Oric. In Washington, D.C., worked as a loan officer and underwriter for seven years. He emphasized the potential trouble for lenders and LOs inaccurately classifying the lead source. Mm. All right. Let's go and find what the um, MBA says. Before we do that, here's an awesome quote. Guaranteed rate. I've heard of the Top 10 lender in America. Their founder, I believe still CEO, Victor. I always butcher his last name, but it's uh, Sierra Deli. So Vic Cirodelli is frustrated by the bucket game, deeply frustrated. The article states, the guaranteed rate founder and CEO says he is losing money and loan officers to rivals because of a business practice that he says is flagrantly illegal, pervasive, and does not appear to be slowing down anytime soon. Mm. Wow. That's pretty strong. He goes on to give examples of what, of what we, we've talked about lenders having multiple buckets 50 basis points 100 basis points 150 which by the way is legal as long as you can truly tie the lead and the lead back to the lead source it becomes illegal when you are claiming something is coming from one lead source when really it's not but you're doing so for the for the 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 the, the purpose of being able to give a pricing concession that you otherwise would not have been able to do had you not falsified your information mm-hmm. okay Um, so Victor is quoted, it's a whole entire page. Um, you know, I'll, I'll read this quote right here. It, it's no different than what happened prior to Dodd Frank, where it was the wild, wild West and people were playing games with customers on rates and fees. It's the same thing today. There's no difference except the fact that there's a law in place that tells the mortgage company and the individual loan officer and the loan officers know that they're violating the law. It's greed, quote, unquote. i right, I'm gonna flip through a couple pages here. I'm gonna come to my, my quote. The Mortgage Bankers Association is aware of the issue. This is what the article is stating. This is not Dustin Owens' commentary. The organization asked an outside attorney from Orrick, Harrington, and Sutcliffe, LLP, to study the permissibility of the practice. In a letter sent to members in February of 2023, Oric advised MBA members that changing the lead source of a loan after being worked on the application in order to make a competitive pricing concession is not permissible. The letter has had little meaningful impact, sources told Housing Wire. If anything, the practice has increased over the last year. And by the way, like just a little history lesson, this is what happens when business dries up there, yeah, people get like, they get desperate. Yeah. They get resourceful. Yeah. Like there's a reason why in order to become a licensed loan originator, you have a credit check Why there's a background check, right? Why lenders don't necessarily want to hire a loan officer who has a, who has bad credit, who has collections or bankruptcies mm-hmm. because it has been found over the years. It's not guaranteed. Someone's going to be committing fraud if, if they are in a financial hardship, but we notice that the likelihood of fraud escalates when you have an originator who is experiencing financial hardships, bankruptcies, foreclosures, bad credit, et cetera. Well, this wasn't an issue possibly two, three, four years ago. I'm pretty confident. And I'm going to speak from industry experience. This was happening four or five years ago, but it was outliers. It was only a select players. Mm -hmm. It was possibly even only being done by C players. There's
1: people waiting in line to get like a TSA. They're waiting in line, but there's one line. People start cutting and then eventually everybody starts cutting because what the hell? They're going to get ahead. Like I have to do the same thing.
0: Correct. Yep. And um, this is what I'm picking up that the article is putting down is this wasn't a rampant widespread issue. But possibly, according to this article, it very well could be right, according to some of the things that we're quoting, it very well could be. And there's obviously fair lending concerns that go along with it. And the, and the article addresses the fair lending concerns, right? Fair lending is I gave John a better rate than I gave Melissa. Mm-hmm. And I gave Melissa a better rate than I gave Barry. So it's like, was Barry being discriminated against?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Nine times out of 10, no, 99 times out of 100, Barry was not being discriminated against. The difference is John is a seasoned home buyer and John negotiated and Melissa has really good parents and Melissa's parents told her a thing or two to ask their lender to try to get a better deal. And Barry, and Barry's just happy he's getting a home loan. Barry doesn't care what his rate is because he loves his loan officer. Barry, Barry trusts the loan officer is going to do the best job possible and gets the fact that in life you have to pay for great service. And if that means 40 bucks extra a month for the next 36 to 72 months, because by the way, that's as long as Barry's going to have this mortgage, statistically speaking. Barry's well worth spending the money because he values great service and good advice, right? Like, because um, I want to give the, the LOs the argument to the coin, but there's definitely some fair lending concerns that the article writes about. And then the article wants to ask, like, hey, where's the CFPB in all of this? Right? Like, multiple sources. I'm going to read from the article. Multiple sources said the CFPB audits about 20% of mortgage lenders per year, and because of the prevalence of this practice, would undoubtedly have come across lead bucket pricing manipulation by now. But why there hasn't been any enforcement to date, or whether there's a future enforcement action just on the horizon, is hard to know. Very interesting. I'm going to go down the article a little bit. I'm going to find a uh, quote by Chris Cully, who is uh, with the law firm Mayor Brown. In fact, there haven't been a lot of public enforcement actions by the CFPB in several years on the loan office, on the LOCOMP rule. But having said that, we used to complain that the CFPB was participating in regulation by enforcement, and now they seem to be regulating by supervisory highlights. Okay, so it just gives a little bit of input. Someone who's in the know, who's an attorney.
1: So basically, they're chair picking who to go after and who not.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's um, it's definitely very interesting. Here's my my take on um, the CFPB in general. I think the CFPB is more worried about systemic um, discrimination than they are on mortgage loan originators and the companies they work for v- blatantly violating the rules that they set forth. That makes sense. Yeah, it's kind of like saying, "Hey, look, I know you probably are going against what what we stood for, but we don't really care."
1: It's like the speed limit. What,
0: yeah, what what the what the CFPB really cares about is, are you unjust unjustly treating protected classes? That's that's what they care about, or that's what one could surmise. I'm not stating that, by the way. I don't know that. I've never worked for the CFPB, um, but. You know, what one could look at what the CFPB is currently doing and say, well, that's what their biggest concern is. And then one could also say this. There are so many hours in the day. There are only so many people that work in that building. There's only so large of a budget that maybe the CFPB has to pick and choose where they use their resources, both human capital as well as monetary resources. And they may be saying there's bigger fish to fry mm-hmm. for now. Maybe there's been bigger fish to fry in 2022. Maybe there's been bigger fish to fry in 2023. Come 2024. But come 2024. And what we also don't know, we don't know what the CFPB has been doing the past three, six, or nine months.
1: Building their case with attorneys behind closed doors to build a massive $500 billion lawsuit against every loan officer on the planet.
0: I mean, who knows? Like, we literally don't know. But this article right now, this is a bit of a shot across the bow. This is a little bit of a a wake-up call. And this could be... The beginning, Bro, right? This yeah. could be. What do they say? Like when the, smoke, the unraveling, the unraveling where, of 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 one thread.
1: Where there's smoke, there's fire.
0: I don't know. There's a blunt.
1: Yeah. No, <laughs> sorry, Is that? Is that? Yeah, I didn't no, see that in no, this no, article, by right, the way.
0: But I will say this: This is a controversial issue, right? You and I were like, dude, do we do this? You're like, hell yeah, we do this. This yeah. is current. Yeah. This is timely. This is current. This is in the know, and we owe it just to put it out there. I'm, I'm not putting opinion on on one side or the other. I'm not that smart to put an opinion, Mm -hmm. right? My, my one opinion was what I shared earlier and I'll repeat it just for the record. How does DO feel about this? I feel like either we go back to the way it was, which was loan officers get to negotiate every single rate with the consumer and their compensation is tied to how they negotiate. And we take the chances that there could be unscrupulous loan originators who would potentially put someone into an FHA loan versus a conventional loan. Because an FHA loan paid them an extra two or $3,000 in commission? Because that's a chance you take. Now, you could make the argument, but look at where we are today. Look at what it means to have your NMLS and to take that 20-hour course and to pass the exam. And maybe we have higher quality professional standards. So maybe we have eliminated some of those bad actors, potentially. Um, so you either do away with it, or if you're going to have rules, then enforce them. And this article is making me believe that there are plenty of lenders that have buckets and their buckets are legal. I get that. I bet there are more lenders than you know that have buckets and the way that they're categorizing certain leads, if investigated, if audited, you'd potentially find that really wasn't an in-house referral. That really wasn't a branch generated referral. That really didn't come from the MSA. That really wasn't a lead that you got from our ad spend on Zillow that that lead was something that John Coleman originated himself and for X, Y, and Z reason, typically pricing pressures had to get competitive, had to drop the interest rate, which meant the branch was going to make less money, which meant the mortgage company was going to make less money. John raised his hand and said, Hey, Mr. Branch manager, if you are willing to let me get this loan in the door, I am willing to take less compensation by calling it a branch referral. And that, to me, is what the, this article is stating. That is the potential kind of wake-up call. Mm-hmm. This could be the spark that started the Chicago fire. This could be the cow that kicked over the lantern.
1: I understand. Or it could be a nothing burger, John. You know what I interpret? You want my opinion? So yes. As we wrap this up? This is like De Beers introducing lab-created diamonds into the industry, and now we're bitching about like, oh, there's like fake diamonds, there's a bad diamond, but you can't tell the difference. So they can't go back. So this is the world. I don't see them going back and like punishing people. It's going to be a new rule moving forward. All
0: right, well, if this is the new rule moving forward where this is allowed, then... Either
1: or. Either it won't be allowed moving forward or you will be allowed moving forward, but I don't see like retro. If
0: it's allowed, you might as well just do away with the rule if this is really happening and this is allowed, do away with the rule Mm. and go back to the way things used to be. Hell yeah. The way things used to be, here's what happened. I lived in this world. I grew up in this world, right? 2004 all the way through 2010, the first six years of my career, I had the data too. Loan officers made less money. On average, loan officers made about 80 basis points. Today, on average, loan officers make about 115 basis points. That's more. And the consumer got a better deal on average, because what does regulation do in general? It takes the pain of few,
1: spreads, it, spreads
0: out. it amongst the all, and increases the cost to produce. But no one gets screwed. I could argue all day that's a good thing. I could also argue all day that the way things used to work were better, but our LOs need to understand they probably made less money. Now, maybe not these LOs that are playing the bucket game. Maybe they have like a blended interest rate. And by the way, the broker community, they do the same exact thing, right? Like, they're like, oh... I try to make 225 basis points, but if I can't, I'll flip it to lender paid, to buyer paid, at which point I only charge the consumer 100 basis points. Why'd they do that? To offer a better rate, to get better terms. What do they exchange? Lower revenue, lower compensation. So it is being done, broker side, according to this article, it sounds like it's being done on the banker side, the independent bank side, maybe even credit union side Bro,
1: everybody's doing it. hop on board
0: yeah so the question really becomes are we going to go back the way things were or are we going to put some corrective measures in place mm-hmm. and police this so that we will follow the rules as they're laid out and are we going to self-police it
1: hell no people need to. Die.
0: or or do we need the big bad wolf mm-hmm. to come and and show their fangs and draw blood
1: They'll probably just grow up to one large bank like Wells Fargo, slap them on the wrist to scare everybody else. Oh,
0: we know they love the big banks. <laughs> they love the I don't big even know. Banks. I sound like I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it? they got all the money, John. We go to one place, they got all the money. We make an example out of them. and whoop.
1: All money's fake ever since we moved to fiat currency. Everybody oh, knows my goodness. That.
0: Come on now. We don't have time for that. But if you <laughs> want to talk that conversation, you know our girl, Casey Cunningham? Yeah. You follow her husband, Rob. Well, he I'm going to about- leave it right there. Just um, follow Rob Cunningham on LinkedIn. He has some really cool insights really? On, on getting away from the fiat currency and going digital currency. Oh, yeah. Blow your mind stuff. But that's for a whole <laughs> nother topic of conversation. <laughs> right. John, we have run long. I hope. That was that, good. That was informative. I like that. Thank you. Fireside you, chat with Dio. It's like tip- reading Rainbow. You typically don't like to geek out. I don't. Yeah. Um, y'all have a happy new year right? Um, check out this article because it's very long. Yeah. I did my best to do it justice and to bring it to light. Go to Housing Wire, Um, Go to TLOP online. You'll find the article on on, on both websites. Um, have a safe and fun Party New year. Party
1: hard. If you feel like you're sick after that next
0: eggnog shot, take five more. <laughs> do what John says yes. and then do this in 2024. Here's where we need your help. If you're not doing so already, follow us, subscribe on YouTube. Give us a five-star review on either Apple or Spotify. Tell not one, not two, but three friends and colleagues to follow the show. And if you're serious about professional development and becoming the best version of you and making the most money that you can make in this industry, find a coach, find a mentor, join the program, and I invite you to join our community. All the details are found at tloponline.com. And come see us in Tulsa, Oklahoma on january 11th go sooners he's john coleman i'm dustin owen that's all the time we have for you today but we do look forward to catching you on the next episode peace